All right, excellent. You know, I, speaking of that, you made I, I heard you on a, an interview on the Drew Pillow Show, and I, I, you spoke about something that was very interesting. If you could reiterate that, because well, we're talking about polarities in man and woman, and you made a reference to if all the men were to w disappear from Earth, that our species would still survive, you know, even with a woman alone. Can you go over that again and, and the examples yeah, I, that are already? Yeah, I would be glad to go over that. Uh, when you look at the little worker ants and the little worker bees, they both uh, service the queen. The queen is the one that replenishes the colony. If something was to happen to the queen, then, you know, they would not exist. And so... This is what I was trying to tell people that the the female, the feminine energy that the woman carries both inside her, the male and the female, that a, a mamaphrodite would could actually, if a woman was a mamaphrodite having two sexual organs, because there are people born like that, and a lot of people do not know that. That means that they have both sexual organs that are functional and that a homophonite could actually impregnate herself. Uh, and this has happened in history, but no one talks about this because they think that the males who rule, rule the earth or rule the world or rule the programs that's detailing that man is essential. Well, that's what the Immaculate Conception was talking about in the Bible, that, you know, the woman... She has the ability to procreate without the male. She actually can do it. She actually carries both uh, both of the uh, genes for the cells to do that. And and this is something that's never talked about. Uh, they don't want to talk about their scientists or doctors. They don't even really discuss this with people. They always tell you, that uh, the male and female have to get together to procreate, but that's a lie because um, they do it, they do creation all day long with sex tube babies, petri dish babies, uh, artificial insemination. They do that all day long. I mean, they can take, you know, and spermicide something or create a baby and put it in somebody else's womb and vice versa. They can do anything with technology. If you go into Genesis, the word Genesis backwards is genes, uh, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, -E -E and you turn it around, it's I-S, G-E-N-E-S is genes. And it's talking about somebody being born. Genesis is about genes. And when you look at it, you say that uh, Eve is pulled from the rib of, of Adam, but it's the Adam, A-T-O-M. Uh, not the Adama, it's the Atom, A-T-O-M. She's pulled out of the rib of the Adam, meaning that the Adam is split, and that is called cloning. That's how we're cloned. That's how cloning comes about. So we can birth some new children that don't even have a mother or a daddy. It is no male or female. It's just the Adam, A-T-O-M, the Adam, and you splice the Adam to the right, you create... Uh, life or you create clones, you splice it to the left and you create the atomic bomb or the nuclear bomb, which is death. So now, 
the atom has birthed life, clones, and it has birthed death, the bomb, but it's neither a female or a male. It's not, it has no gender. The gender is to do with the bodies, but it has nothing to do with science and technology and biology and astrology and numerology. It doesn't have, these are the principles that govern the, uh, the atom, A-T-O-M. So God was saying that children was already upon the earth, that his people or people were already upon the earth, but man was in the Garden of Eden and he was creating clones. So man can create children, his own children, and it has nothing to do with a man and woman getting together and having sex and their genes or whatever, the, you know, the sperm, is, sperm coming with the egg and all that stuff has nothing to do with that. So, yes, if all the men died upon the earth right now, mm-hmm. the earth would procreate through a woman. If the woman was the only one left, we could begin civilization all over again. And if you think this is a myth, then talk to some scientists. Talk to a doctor and a scientist, and they will tell you it's true. They don't talk about this. They don't write about this. But I think if you look it up on the Internet, you'll start to find about it, that it's starting to come out. Scientists are starting to acknowledge this. I want to ask you, going back to the third eye, it's a line from your story that really struck me, and I wanted, I wanted you to, to kind of review and go over this. The line states that people spend too much of everything on material things and by doing so lose touch with all interest in nature. Moreover, they lose touch with all natural manifestations because business makes it possible for modern technology to dominate. Throughout time there has been the advent of technology in some aspect or another, right? Uh, my question is: At what point has it become? Has it has that has the advancement of technology been at the expense of nature? Or, or is that in our lifetime, or is this something that progressively has happened over the ages? It, it's it's, ha- it's our lifetime because the book what I wrote was uh, almost thirty years ago, and I've already I foresaw being a visionary, foresaw what's going to happen in the future. Look. The biopharmaceutical company makes billions of dollars, billions of dollars. And at one time, we used to adhere to natural things. We were in tune with nature. So we didn't have all these diseases. We didn't have all these man-eating flesh diseases, cancer, and all these things that are viruses and bacteria. Man has saved the path from natural homopathic, you know, because we have honey, we have bacon soda, we have coin oil, we just have all of these things that are just natural things that used to, at one time, apple cider vinegar, we could take these things and cure our bodies, which we still can, but at some point, man just went away from natural herbs, natural vitamins, everything, and they got in on the super highway of of not doing, you know, we don't have time to do those things anymore. So now everything is in an instant pill. But these instant pills were not approved by the FDA. And so these instant pills and stuff that you see on TV, 
they got these corporations, these companies, or, you know, class action lawsuits, billions of dollars they're paying out for people's debt. Back in a day, if it wasn't approved by the FDA, you would be brought up charges for killing people. You would get prosecuted. So everybody went through the FDA to make sure their products were safe. But now they don't even do that. They say, well, we don't have nothing to worry about. These people are consumers. They're consumers wanting money. They don't care about justice. The almighty dollar is prevailing. They just want to get paid at the expense of killing people. So all the corporations, billion-dollar pharmaceuticals, push billions of dollars of their products on doctors. They're paying doctors in the millions of dollars. And these doctors know that this stuff has not met any FDA approval. And you know all of these. these it's in the news, factual, uh, adults. I mean, just tons of them. I can't even name. Uh, but a lot of you are very familiar because they got class action lawsuits going off where they've killed all these people, metal-to-metal metal displacements. Uh, metal fusions that are killing people because you can't fuse metal with flesh. And they send up infections and all kinds of things in people's bodies. But they're not FDA approval. And people are not even questioning it. When you go in for a hip placement or and they say, well, let's do a metal fusion on you, you're not even saying, or is that FDA approved? No, because people say, look, it's going to be a class action lawsuit. But you might not even be around to collect that money because they're killing lots of people with these biopharmaceuticals. That's why I said the corporations would dominate and the people would let them get away with it. And these doctors who have sworn under their oath to protect and preserve life are killing you with these biopharmaceutical companies' products. Now, does that not match my statement to the B? It does. I mean, to the exact T, and the, the fact that, that you said that 30 years ago is is um, <laughs> scary. Yeah, because everything that I'm saying, I broke the codes, and I, I, I broke the codes encryptions of Revelation, and I've given you information in that book. I'm talking about scanners. Thirty years ago, they didn't have any scanners that are scanning your food and scanning your body. They didn't have any barcodes and what they're using now to keep track of what's being bought and sold. They didn't have computerized warfare with the drones that the military are using now to reduce the military. They didn't have digital downloading, what you're doing now with movies and music and other things. I'm talking about this almost 30 years ago. They didn't have virtual, talk about virtual reality where the bodies are on the physical ship and they're fighting with the Kai. Uh, I am talking about stuff in this book that's mind-boggling. You can't even get a, keep a physical copy. They're sold out. Nobody won't even give up their copies. They're memorabilia. And you can go back in there each time you read, there's something new that you didn't see before because it's metaphysical. I'm talking about where Trinity tells Tate to download me so I can fly this helicopter. 
that they will be able to download information into your mind, into your brain. So now you've never flown a plane ever in your life, but you get a download, and all of a sudden now you can fly a helicopter. How about that? I thought about that almost 30 years ago. I've got a question I want to ask, Ms. Stewart, from, from uh, a young lady who texts me, and she's listening now, traveling on a train, and wants me to ask you. Her name is Shuni Dubon. She wants to know, and this is very simply, and it kind of goes back to when we were talking, when you were speaking about metaphysics, what is the best way, or as she says, the easiest path to getting what you want in this life? Uh, the best way and the easiest path to get anything you want in life is to go through truth, you know, through truth, because you can't get anything by lying, killing, and stealing. That retards your whole evolution. You start degrading, and you start, you'll find yourself in the void and have to come back, and you always have to, you might, you'll have to, it's a responsibility. You have to pay for everything you've done. You have to make amends. You, you'll meet yourself and others over and over, all the people that you've done real bad things to, that you lied to, that you stole from, that you killed. You'll keep meeting yourself and those people over and over again until you pay. What is the point? You can only go forward with truth. And by doing truthful things and by being truthful, a hundred years ago, People were more truthful than they are now. They were more real. They were not about lying, killing, and stealing. And somehow Mm -hmm. along the line, along the way, you've lost these principles of truth to elevate. They're not teaching them. They're teaching you to worship the almighty dollar. They're teaching you that billions of dollars is going to get you everywhere to lie, steal, and kill for it. When it's, in essence, a program, and it's a lie, uh, because, look, Obama is the president, and Mitt Romney, they paid billions and billions of dollars. They bought out all kinds of senators and lobbyists. The lobbyists bought out all kinds of congressmen and everything, but it still couldn't change the will of God. He's, He's president, and he won by a landslide. And it's all in the numbers. It's in Revelation. I can break down the numbers. I even prophesied that he would be a president for eight terms, you know, for eight years, the two terms. Because, look, he became president in 2008. He became the 44th president at four plus four is eight. He would become the 45th president because four and five is nine, but nine and eight is 17. And when you add the root number of the 17, it, it, uh, the compound number is 17, it goes back to an 8. And then his electrodes were 232. That's an 8. And then on the day he won, November the 6th, well, November is the 11th month, and the day is the 6th, 6, 7, 8. And so God says in the Bible, in Revelations, that man can make all the plans he wants, but only God's will will be done. And there is such a thing as God's will. And no matter what man does upon the earth, no matter how many programs, no matter if he lies, kill, or steal, no matter how much money he has, 
He can't change the will of God, which in Ecclesiastes, God says there is a time for everything. That man can propose, but God disposed, because God is the one that set the number. There was a man who thought, uh, this was Pablo Escobar. He was one of the, he's, he's the late Pablo Escobar. He was one of the greatest drug dealers, Colombian drug dealers upon the earth. He was killing all kinds of federales, judges, politicians. And then there was this man came for him. They they elected a man to come for him just like Elliot Ness came for Al Capone. And everybody was scared, scared of Pablo Escobar because he, he was killing everybody. The government even offered $2 million to his bodyguards, which they all said and laughed at because he was so rich. They were so rich, $2 million wasn't nothing. But this man came for Pablo Escobar, and everybody else was afraid. He put a contract out on the man, but he couldn't kill him. He bombed the car that the man was in. The man did not die. He heard that the man was going to get on this plane with 240 or 280 people. He bombed the whole plane, but the man didn't even get on the plane. And later on, this man and some marshals and FBI agents tracked down Pablo Escobar and killed him like a dog in the streets. And, and of course, we know what happened to Al Capone with Elliot Ness. Al Capone ended up in prison, died of syphilis. John Gotti ended up in prison, died of cancer. But the point is, there's somebody was destined to come after you. It didn't matter how much money he had, uh, Al Capone or Pablo Escobar. It didn't matter how many people were afraid of them, how many people they killed. When something is the will of God and it's written in the fabric of time, it's going to happen. You can't change the ending. You can only change how you're going to end, but you can't change what they're going to do, and you cannot get rid of them. So this is what I told people. Don't be afraid of people who have great amounts of money, people who have great politicians or senators or judges in their pocket. Don't, do not be afraid of any of that. If it's your will, uh, according to God's will, to do something and it's your destiny, you're going to complete it no matter what. It has nothing to do with what's going on in the outside world, but what's going on inside of you. So do not be afraid to move forward in life and do what you have to do. But just go where you're going to affect people's lives in the most positive way because you're responsible for everything you do. Uh, Hitler and Napoleon, they were responsible for all the people that died because of them being in command of these people. You're responsible for whatever you do and how many lives you affect and what point you make in life. If your name is either known for good or bad, you're responsible for that. And you're going to pay. doesn't matter in this life or the next. You're going to pay. Got one question I want to sneak in, uh, Ms. Stewart, in the chat room from Latonia Stewart. Uh, Nelson, I'm sorry. Uh, she says, is this about the, the Matrix trilogy? Ms. Stewart, when you viewed the Matrix trilogy on screen, was it really what you intended? Uh, let me uh, say for one thing, I've never seen Matrix 2 or 3, but didn't have to see it. 
I saw Matrix 1, and it was adapted correctly. And it made a billion dollars by itself, and it won four Oscars that no one has ever talked talk about. And two and three, they, oh, there were derivatives derived from my source work, but they tried to take it in another direction, try to change the concept. Uh, and that's why the last two movies were horrible. But I remedied that with Matrix 4. Matrix 4 actually takes off from Matrix 1 like it's supposed to. And I made 2 and 3 into a bad dream. Neo and Trinity never died because I wrote The Evolutions of Consciousness, a dream within a dream, like Ezekiel's A Wheel Within a Wheel. So they just woke up from a dream and the story of The Matrix continued. And I know Clark will tell you something about Matrix 4. Uh, like Clark, would you like to tell them what you think Absolutely. about we're going to talk, the carry-on of We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. So this is what I'm saying. Uh, it doesn't matter about two and three because I wrote The Evolutions of Consciousness. So all you saw was just a fragmented, fragmented dream, fragmented dream that Neo and Trinity were sharing together because they're soulmates. And the real story continues from uh, with Matrix 4 from Matrix 1. So I want everybody to be on the lookout for Matrix 4 and the Matrix 4 book. I'm going to put a book out, Matrix 4, so people can start reading about uh, the continuations of the Matrix, the anticipate the Matrix 4 movie being on the screen. How about that? I'm going to do that for you guys. That is powerful. Hey, guys, by the way, the, your website, I would urge you right now, not later, but right now, to go buy the downloadable version of the book, The Third Eye. You can go to the website right now at truthaboutmatrix.com. That's truthaboutmatrix.com. In a matter of seconds, you can have the book and read the entire Third Eye copy. I enjoyed it. I plan on reading it several hundred times, uh, and it gets better and better each time. We're going to take a caller. Uh, this is also the 678 area code. Caller, sorry you've been on hold, but 7006 is the last four digits. You're online. What do you have to say? Hi. Thank you very much. Uh, first of all, I'd like to commend you. You're doing an excellent job, um, and I would like to give my thanks to Sophia. My name is Lenny Abercrombie. And um, I had met, uh, heard something that Ms. Stewart mentioned earlier about the medicines and the doctors and, and this kind of thing and the plants and that, that, that can naturally heal us. I actually just experienced a loss in my family due to that the doctors providing this, I call poison in a sense. Um, and uh, and uh, But earlier, much earlier than that in the conversation, she mentioned, Ms. Stewart mentioned uh, about uh, the evolution, the spirit, when a person uh, separates from the physical form in a sense, um, that kind of reinforced things, that just kind of brought things back to my remembrance and kind of soothed me and made me feel a lot better. But most of all, I just would like to say thank you very much, Ms. Stewart. You're doing an outstanding job. I really appreciate you. I appreciate God for having you uh, be an like, experience in my life. And it's just an honor to have this opportunity right now to even speak to you. Um, 
to hear your voice, to hear the knowledge that God has bestowed upon you. And I think you're doing an outstanding job, outstanding job. Thank you so very much for what you give to our universe. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome, and God bless you. God bless you, and know that nothing ever dies. It's always with us nothing. The spirit is always with us. It connects with us, and we can communicate. So this is not, not the end. It's just the beginning. So always remember yes. that. Thank Life you very much. again. You're welcome. Yes, thank you.